Hello and welcome to Next Gen Minds, the informal but informative weekly Sunday podcast made for students by students. I'm your host, Maddie Clark, and together we'll start a much needed conversation with students, experts and other special guests about mental health. We'll bust some myths, find out what are the best ways to manage our well-being and if all things fail, we'll simply manifest our way to sanity. Next Gen Minds is part of an important initiative to draw attention to the mental health crisis unfolding amongst the future generation and to eradicate the stigma and taboo of talking about mental health. If you feel that any areas or topics discussed affect you or you're simply feeling lost or overwhelmed, head to the Next Gen University's website for resources on how to cope, including the 30-day Mental Reset Challenge. This challenge includes short three-minute videos to help equip you with a toolkit of useful coping mechanisms and ways to strengthen your well-being. So, without further ado, let's start talking and make a change. Hello. Welcome to this week's Next Gen Minds podcast. Today I'll be talking to Will Ferriello, a first year drama student and founder of St. Gen Production Company, who's currently in the middle of creating his own film. We'll be addressing the topic of creativity and the role it plays in our well-being. So without further ado, let's start talking and make a change. Will, you're, I would say you're quite a creative person. I mean, you're a producer, you're a writer, you're an actor, you're a composer, you're an acting teacher. You're basically that really annoying person that is good at a lot of things in the industry and basically can be thrown into whatever job they want. Um, so, I mean, creativity is just like the, at the heart of what you do. So I kind of wanted to start this podcast by asking you what like creativity means to you. Um. Um, first of all, that, that was very nice. I wouldn't go as far as to to compliment me quite that much, but um, that's tough because I I, I I honestly don't think you can whittle it down to one thing. Creativity is what well, everyone says it's an outlet, um, and it is. It, it it's it's a big outlet for anything that's going on in in your world, especially um, with mental health. Um, I think that. Um, creativity offers it almost offers an escape I, I use it to escape big time like um, I'll, I'll be if I'm having a tough time I will just disappear for a couple of hours and then I don't know um, like I'll paint or I'll draw or I'll write or I'll just do something arbitrary um, but for me personally I think creativity is freedom um, there, there are no boundaries. There are no limits with uh, creativity, and uh, yeah, I, I think creativity represents at least freedom. I love that. It's, it's kind of like thinking. It's like that idea, of like thinking outside the box. It's like there's no boundaries. There's, it's it's almost a way of self-expression, and it can be whatever you want it to be. So when I think of like creative, it's so easy to get boggled down on. Oh, creative is like art and music and film, but I think in a general sense, creativity can be so much more than that. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it would be, um, no, yeah, I don't, I don't think creativity can be restricted to just art, film, writing, singing, any anything like that. I think uh, creativity is everywhere. Um, it's in the way we move, it's in the way we speak, it's in the way we do things um, on a human level. And then in terms of, production i mean 
houses, buildings, it's all very creative, like the shard. It's in the cars, the roads, literally everything. And even in nature, like if you see the intricacies in um, nature, um, I, I was watching something a while ago about uh, the Fibonacci sequence, which is uh, something to do with math. And it, I was watching this thing about Fibonacci in um, nature. And it, it, it was just a very brief glimpse into how intricate everything is. So I think, yeah, you can't, it would, it would almost be offensive to restrict creativity to just what people think sort of society deems creativity as art or film or music or things like that. And I think like when you mentioned the fact that you use like, a cre- like creativity as like almost a creative outlook, like a head, it's almost like, not quite meditation but almost creating that headspace to like escape from everyday life and I think at the moment with lockdown that is such an important thing to do because I think it's so easy to get bogged down on the everyday same old same old you wake up you do your work you maybe go for a walk um and you don't have that time really actually to yourself and actually to express yourself um so have you have you found that now it's locked down, you've actually started to become more creative? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think to a certain extent, creativity is a form of meditation. Um, I mean, I don't know the exact definition of meditation, but I feel um, the, the outcome of being creative and doing a, like a session, of like 20-minute meditation, are usually the same for me. But in terms of um, lockdown, I mean, we've had three in this country three big lockdowns uh, you have all this free time and I, I get very bored with free time and if i get bored i, I like watch movies and eat and just gain extraordinary extraordinary amounts of weight so i <laughs> i um i had to occupy myself so yeah i definitely feel like i've become more creative and if anything it's helped sort of build a, a stronger work ethic um like in the first lockdown, I started a company. In the second lockdown, I was at drama school. And in this lockdown, I'm doing a film. Like I, I've tried to keep myself, well, yeah, sort of. I mean, busy actually requires you to do something. I say I've done all these things, but. Uh, <laughs> um, no, don't, don't say that. Like you've achieved something. Don't, don't belittle that. No, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I can't, I can't sort of be like, yes, I've achieved everything. Aren't I awesome? Um, but I'm, I'm not like, they sound good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like the fact that I think it's so hard to accept, like to say, you know what? Yes, I have achieved something. Like, I think it's so, I don't know what it is, but actually saying those words out loud, it's almost it, that you feel guilty for for actually accepting that you've achieved something um yeah no you do i think uh, I, I i think that's partly because of um the way that our society works we like things happening but we don't like seeing other people do things that we want to do if, if i went up to someone be like oh uh, i started a company oh look at me like you think i'm oh, what a knob yeah <laughs> actually like it's not that big a thing anyone can do it and this is the thing anyone anyone can do anyone can start a company anyone can make a film anyone anyone can do 
all of these things. Like I know people who have achieved amazing things during these lockdowns that um, are creative one way or another. And I think it just goes to show that anyone can do it. Mm. And you shouldn't let lockdown kind of define what you can and can't do just because like our economy is kind of shut down doesn't mean that your creativity and your passions should be shut down with it yeah no um definitely um yeah don't i think it's it's sort of tough to word this but just because it's um just because it's taking time doesn't mean it's not happening is what i sort of have to say to that like um if you embark on something that seems to be taking ages to do. I don't know, like you're painting a picture that's taking weeks on end to finish one spot, or you're you're writing something and you're on your I don't know, like twentieth draft, which is on my film. I've just finished my sixteenth draft, and I need to do another several. Um, and yeah, just just because it's taking time doesn't mean it's not happening. Um, but also, don't yeah i think i think lockdown in many ways offers a better environment to do creative things than usual because we people live such busy lives nowadays that i think that can be very restricting and if you're not um directly involved in a creative industry like um myself or you um i think i think it can be really easy to sort of neglect your creative output but there's always these talks about restrictions right like everyone's like oh i just don't have the time or i don't i i don't have the talent and i think that the talent argument is the, uh, silly um <laughs> i think it's i think it's stupid because um anyone like i'm i don't i'm not good with a paintbrush right for some reason every time i paint a picture it looks like a three-year-old's done a finger painting but embrace it like use it to your advantage and you can only get better that's the thing you'll never get worse if you if you do something if you do something creative so i mean i've got so many questions i want to ask you on what you just said um so like firstly i think like i really want everyone to like have some context on what i mean you, you talked you talked about all these these things you've done um and you mentioned the fact that like just take it takes time that you've got to have patience um so what like could you just like talk us through like what what kind of projects you've been facing so i know you've you've set up your um saint jen production company like is it a bit over a year ago now yeah originally it was a creativity hub um so we set we i set it up in in order to um sort of shine a spotlight on young creatives because i think they're often neglected in um creative industries so we were writing articles, doing interviews, doing podcast episodes on um, various different, very talented, very talented people, um, mm -hmm. because I thought it was important. And then in March, I think, no, not March, that, that I set it up in March and then in around December, maybe early January, we, yeah, late December, early January, we set it up as a production company with the same sort of, uh, um, ethos going forward so we still work with young creatives that's our main that's the, the core of it and this um this film that we're doing together is i don't think anyone on it is over the age of like 22 i think everyone's extremely young and everyone's just at the very birth of their career so yeah and um 
yeah it does it does take time what what have, what's probably and, been like the hardest challenge for you like how how do you keep motivated when when it does take time and you do face obstacles like what what made you like a overcome those obstacles and be like stick to yeah um i don't so um i find it i find it very easy to sort of drop the ball and i do all the time and um i think the main the main thing to combat that is external accountability so by that i mean like you make a promise to someone that you are going to achieve what you've set out to achieve and then you do it because if you um if you don't do that and you've just promised yourself that you'll do it we're fine with lying to ourselves like I, I will lie to myself all the time. Like, I don't know, I'll put, I'll put like a cupcake in my mouth and be like, yeah, I'm not going to get fat from this cupcake. Or I'll, um, I don't know, I'll say, I'm going to write the best like scene today. And then I don't. But if you promise someone else that you're going to do something, you create that sort of um, responsibility. And I think that's really important. When you said, I'm not, I'm going to write a really good um, scene today. And then you said, I didn't. It's, it seems like sometimes we can be, especially when, like, when you're trying to do something creative, there's always that, I don't know about you, but there's, when I'm like acting, there's always that kind of, oh, what are people, what's my reaction going to be to something that I've just made? And I think sometimes we can be our worst enemy because we're so critical of ourselves because we're scared of what the reaction we're going to get, that we have to be critical first. And sometimes that kind of self-talk that like, you know what, okay, this may not be the final product. This is the scene I wrote today. It may not have been as good as I wanted it to be, but it's still the fact that I sat down and I wrote something and I channeled my, channeled my energies into doing something that A, I love and B, that is productive. It's so important, I think, to like really be kind to yourself sometimes, especially now in lockdown. Yeah, I mean, um, in terms of myself, I find that I'm, I, I am horrible to myself with my work. But I, I use that to my advantage. Like I, I, I am actively horrible to myself. That's just the way that my brain works. I think it is important to um, criticize yourself because it keeps you, it keep, it does keep you humble. And um, I think it's really important to be critical of yourself, but not to the point where, you know, you're, you're sort of hurting yourself on, on an emotional level. Mm. But I think, I think that you said also, I think what's good with criticism and not like just the right amount of criticism it's like what is what's it called when you give constructive feedback like constructive feedback to yourself like some positives and some negatives because i think there's such a balance between yes keeping humble but also like not you don't want to lose your confidence completely yeah yeah um for people within the creative industries um rejection I think is is like not a maybe it's it's a like it's a basically it's you're guaranteed to have face rejection at some point even not even in the creative industries but in like life in general but especially like with creative industries because it's so competitive um and I think it's such a key characteristic that you have to have is resilience and resilience is basically the foundation for mental well-being like if you're have if you're resilient then you can weather different storms and that's like the foundation of actually having good mental health so how how have you i mean a have you ever faced rejection and like how have you like coped with that oh um yeah no definitely i've i think uh, at least 90% of my work is faced with rejection all the time um 
it's sort of you you do get used to it like there's you get to a certain stage where rejection is just like someone giving you a pat on the shoulder like it's it's no big deal um in terms like when i was starting out i used to um i used to worry about rejection a lot um so like i don't know when i was 12 13 i used to worry about rejection an awful lot for the future and um i think the way you sort of combat that is um a lot of it is to do with your mindset the, the resilience yes but mindset um is really important really really important because if you go into if you go into a job or say you're going into an audition with the mindset that you know or what if what if i what if i don't get this or you know um i'm i'm scared that this isn't going to work out i i don't want to be rejected you you like the chances are you will get rejected whereas if you go into it with um a mentality of the rejection is an extremely likely outcome it's what is most likely to happen so i will expect that i will expect rejection but hope for exception um because either way you're satisfied if you get accepted bloody brilliant you know you've you've done it you're in or if you get but if you get rejected like yeah fair enough you know i was expecting it it is what it is just move on and keep going and it is that thing you just keep going like nothing if you really really love what you do and this applies to any job i think if you really really have a passion love what you do and would do anything within your power to achieve a goal that you set with your career i think um you just have to keep going you just have to you know put all in all of your effort or like if if that means you have to get a like a i don't know you have to do a six hour train ride and then a, and a two hour walk in like sub zero degree like weather in the morning do it because if you really if you really really love it and you struggle you'll build resilience but also it makes it so much more worth it because at the end of the day if you struggled achieving what you want to achieve and you achieve it you'll say damn you know i did good and you can give yourself that sort of recognition that you've really you really have achieved something whereas if you you struggle and you sort of give up or you say maybe it's not worth it it's number one it's not meant to be and i live my i live by that a lot if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be if it's meant to be it's meant to be if you if you just give up i think um i think that opens the doorway to a lot of regret but if you love something and you know that you're meant to do it do it and also evaluate why you're doing it and i think that's really important and that's only something you can sort of answer what is your why that's something that like is definitely becoming a theme in these podcasts it's like what what are your reasons because if it's someone is it if it's just like to get someone else's approval then sometimes that's not the best way because that can lead to what well, a you're not you don't have like there's a sign that you don't have enough self-worth and b you're going to be tape like tailoring your goals and your um and how far and how far you can go to what you think other people think you can do and so it should like come from your passion your love for something I think, uh, um, to some extent i believe that the um if you go into something looking for plaudits i.e looking for recognition and you know you want to be loved by people personally i think that's a very valid valid reason to do something because who am i to tell you that, that that's the wrong way to do it you know like if that's the reason that you're 
putting everything into what you're doing and you, you really want to achieve it, who am I to tell you that it's wrong? If you want to, if you want to go into creative industries looking for recognition and fame, fucking go for it. I wish you the best of luck. Likewise, if you go into one of these industries to earn an inordinate amount of money, go for it. I mean, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I think you know, just go for it. But likewise, if you if you do it just purely because you love your craft, obviously, in my opinion, that's the best reason to go into it. But who am I to tell you that you know that's right or wrong? And I think I think that's something that we we collectively need to learn is that no one's right. We like to live our individual individualized lives, and everyone should adhere to our individualized lives. Whereas, um, it's I think I think we neglect the bigger picture a little bit. On on the um, topic of like in like your individual lives and how you want to live your life, um, mm. and relating it back to like creativity and, and like mental well being, um, allowing yourself to be creative is allowing yourself like to self express, um, and like form your own kind of identity because you you're doing things that you're thinking outside the box. You're thinking you're doing things that you're passionate about. You're 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 allowing your thoughts to run wild and do whatever you want to do. Um, and that kind of forms part of your identity. And so why do you think creativity in that sense is so vital for mental well-being? Because because it makes your mental state tangible. So, you know, we all, everyone tries to deal with their issues in their head. So you can never really, I believe you can never really understand it. Whereas if you write, um, I don't know, you write a book or you paint a picture or you sing a song or something like anything, it makes your mental state tangible so it helps you understand it more and i think that's the main reason that a lot of what we a lot of art or creative things are done with a mental state as an as a um, inspiration um because we need to understand things you know humans we need to we need to process things we need to be able to say i know what that means and i know what i need to do with that knowledge and I think that uh, being artistic or doing something creative allows you to experience what you're feeling on the inside out in the open. Um, and that can be a really tough process. Like um, at the moment at drama school, I'm doing a, um, <clears throat> one of my classes is a Meisner class. You, you literally, you sit in front of someone else in the class and you, and you make calls based on their what what they're doing. So, like right now, if I was looking at you, I'd be like, "You blinked," and then you say, "I blinked," and then I'd say, "You blinked," and then we keep going until there's another behavioural um, sign, like oh, I don't know, like you're getting angry, like, I'm getting angry, you're getting angry, like I'm getting angry, and you're looking for a pinch and an ouch. So you're looking to affect someone, and you're you're letting the other person affect you. Um, and this has opened my eyes a bit to it's not just all black and white. Like the other day I was doing, I was doing this thing and I was uh, with a friend of mine and he was just like, um, you, you itched your neck. I was like, oh, I itched my neck. It's like, you itched your neck. I'm like, yes, I, I itched my neck. I just started crying. Like, why am I crying over the fact that I'm itching my neck? I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's, that's going to require some sort of psychoanalytical <laughs> debunkery. Um, <laughs> so you know it, it's never as simple as it seems and creativity allows you to experience things about yourself and understand things about yourself that you are either repressing denying or accepting 
but I no, I completely, I completely agree. I think creativity is like almost, it is like, it's, I swear there's like creative therapy. Like I swear that sometimes they like journaling, the creative writing and like actually writing your emotions down and, or how you responded to an event um, can actually like help you process emotions. Because I think sometimes, especially in such a busy society that we're like, we're constantly doing things it's so easy to just get like carried away with our emotions and we don't have time to actually like reflect and have time for ourselves and actually go, okay, what am I feeling right now? Like, and that can become overwhelming. And so I think creative being, allowing yourself to be creative is great outlet for that. Exactly. So this, this is, this is what I mean when I, when I was talking to the other day and I said, you know, we have to stop asking, um, how are you feeling? We have to start asking, what are you feeling? We, we try to quantify things so we can understand how much we need to assist something or how much effort or how much, how many resources or um, how much of what we can do we need to put into helping you. When we ask, how are you feeling? We're asking how much of what I can do can help what you're, what you're feeling. But if we asked, what are you feeling? Personally, I think number one, it's more humane. And number two, it gives, it opens that dialogue more to the individual, you know, because subconsciously in, in the front of your mind, you're saying, I really want to help. But subconsciously, actually, you're thinking, oh, God, do I really have to engage in this? So if you ask, what are you feeling? It opens that dialogue for the individual to express what they're experiencing in that moment, you know. Whereas like, are you okay? Or how are you feeling? It's pretty much, you can answer that with a one word answer. Yes, no, okay, bad. It, it puts, it makes you think exactly. It makes, it, it would, I think also think it would help the individual more because if you ask, what are you feeling? It, for, uh, I don't want to say forces cause it's very sort of violent, but it encourages the individual to sort of push themselves into the space of coming to terms with what they're experiencing and i think that's really important because you can sit back and you can deny everything in your in your in your mind and you'll never help if you didn't if you deny it because you build up resentment whereas if if you are actively engaged with what you're experiencing on a mental or emotional level you can understand it and it helps and it's quicker you can overcome it you, you build you build resilience you're more powerful you're stronger you're more confident you have all these things just simply by changing a word from how to what yeah and i i think it's i think it's a great concept to explore because i mean firstly conversations especially in england are like the british thing to say is i'm fine and then you kind of like make a joke or like making a sarcastic sarcasm is like i feel like everyone's i mean i'm, I'm generalizing a lot here but it's quite a lot go-to defense mechanism yeah i think i think that it, it definitely stems from this stiff stiff upper lip culture that we have in the uk and i um i really i can't stand it i find the stiff upper lip culture quite um tough to handle sometimes like i was talking to my dad the other day i was like i can't like why are why are all british people so stiff upper lip and he's italian so he's not he's very much like i am feeling this emotion or you know like i am feeling sad i am going to go to sleep or i'm feeling angry i'm going to go to sleep or i'm feeling happy i'm going to go to sleep like you know it's <laughs> it's um 
you, you, it's a completely different culture. And this is also another thing. Everyone expects mental health to be the same worldwide, whereas it's really not. Like you have, you have cultures in your country which affect your mental mental health. You have subcultures in your country which affect mental health. You have sub subcultures in your country which affect your mental health. Like I don't know. I I, I moved to London recently, and I was like. I really struggled. I was scared. I was intimidated. I was unhappy. Whereas, you know, I'd always lived in the countryside and it was a very different environment. And I was sort of, you know, in a bit of a bubble. And then I moved to London. <laughs> it's the complete opposite to where I live. And I got used to it. And then I moved back here to the countryside and I was like, oh, this is too quiet. Like, what's going on? Uh, I don't really know how to act like there's energy and this is a thing like it changes you'll have the you'll have the overarching sort of culture in your country which will affect which will impose on mental health but then in your immediate environment affects your mental health I think big time um so do you think like part of it maybe is that in order to actually process in order to actually start processing our emotions, we need to accept that we have them. Like we need to like actually confront them and, and not maybe it doesn't have to be verbally, but like linking back to the creative outlook, it can be, it can be trying to identify what we're feeling can be done through so many different mediums. Yeah. And I, I was going to, I was going to ask you about this, the drama, a drama degree or drama diploma or any kind of course is, is very practical. Like you, acting is based on connections is based on on working off each other and working as a community and working as a group and working as ensemble um and i was when you can't do that in person it it must be so hard like how have you how have you managed with like the, the online zoom well i i don't <laughs> I don't, hence my partial mental breakdown a few weeks ago. But, um, you know, and it really is really hard. Um, pure, like, just because it's not even, it does, like, the acting is fine. Like, it's it's not harder or more difficult when you're doing it via Zoom. Like, sure, connection problems are a facet of it, which make it a bit complicated. But it's just the fact, like, humans, we... Um, we feed off each other's energy big time like a lot of people are skeptical skeptical about energy but i i think it's i think it's a, a fundamental thing that makes us who we are and i think we feed off each other's energies so much that we don't we don't even we don't even notice like and, and when you can't when you're seeing these people every single day and you just want to be with them, you want to spend time with them, you want to help them, you want to argue with them, you want to hug them, you want to kiss them, you want to slap them. Like, and you can't do that. It's just so demoralizing. Like, and also when you're, when you're, when you're doing something mundane, well, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there, but when you, when you're doing something that's quite hard in terms of your course, it's just like it just starts piling on and you're like fucking hell i'm doing renaissance era literature talking to people in a four inch box on my screen like what the and it just gets so hard but you have to get used to it because i think it's i think it's going to be something that we have to experience a lot in the future um and also it does it 
I think I think this whole COVID thing has been um, one of the biggest cultural shifts since um, 9-11. Like 9-11, um, in, terms of, in terms from a creative standpoint, um, 9-11 signified the, the downfall of the American dream and the Western, um, Western world being immortal and the Western world being powerful. And that's why it was so horrific and all these poor people lost their lives and it was a horrific time in human history. And you see it just ripple through um through culture nowadays like like i was doing a play recently called um august osage county which is which clearly depicts the downfall of the american dream and a, a big aspect to it is 9 11 um and i think that covid has i think covid is similar in terms that it shows that humans in like the human dream is over like humans aren't all powerful beings like we i think i think it will bring us much closer down to earth in terms of because i think i think over the, the human arrogance has been gradually building and i think that covid has brought us a bit more down to earth like you see it with all these beautiful different initiatives being set up these um you know fight for your rights thing and 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 blm and all these beautiful things coming out and i think um Although some things may seem divisive, like the current political state of America or things like that, I think COVID has brought us more together as a human race because everyone's experiencing it across the world so we can relate. And I think, I think that's a big thing as humans. Sometimes we struggle to relate with other people. So I think I think in the next I think in the next ten years you'll see this you'll see big booms in various things you'll see a massive drop in oil use you'll see a big boom in environmentalism a big big huge boom in um, racial equality even gender equality you'll see much many more happy faces around. Mm. I, like like you said like yes the last two years have been awful but some amazing things have come out of it and. I think it's all about, we can look at these last two years, I think, and go, well, what a waste. What an absolute waste. Like, what have I been doing with my life? I've been inside. It's been an absolute horrible time. Or we can actually change our mindset and go, okay, yeah, you know what? It's a new, it's a new kind of living. I'm, like you said, I'm on Zoom and I, it's, it's not as great as real life. It sucks. But it's a new normal and actually there's some perks coronavirus is also giving us a time to pause and think and this is not we're never going to be able to have this get this time back again um and so we can actually take this time and actually work instead of looking at the negatives like work on that like you have done like you set up you you set up all these amazing projects that you haven't stopped finding things to do and finding ways to make positive changes has that helped your like with your mindset about covid uh yeah big time i think um y yes but i'm also very very conscious of the fact that um you know i live a very unique life like i have a lovely family i 
my mum has been able to work all the way through lockdown. Um, so I'm very, very fortunate. I have, a, I have a lovely house, a beautiful family, two lovely dogs, great friends and everything. But there are... Uh, there are there are people who are who are much much like obviously there are people who are much much worse off than I am, and I I I, I this this is the thing like I have people in my family so half of my family is British and half of my family is Italian my Italian family, um, my grandmother my auntie and my auntie's three children all live under the same roof and none of them have worked in two years my auntie has to feed three mouths sorry has to feed everyone like they have no money whatsoever like they really can do nothing and um there's sort of this divide i I can see i can i can i can see what it's like for people who are much less fortunate than me and I, i feel awful um however what i noticed is that like my my um cousin for example he he's a gamer and in lockdown he started rapping and i was like wow this is pretty cool and he's actually done pretty well like he's 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 building on it and i'm like damn like you know he's a he's a lovely guy who has absolutely nothing like the world has just thrown pure shit at him and he's really nailing it like he's he's working hard he's he's passionate he's he's making things move and the world is just consecutively thrown crap at him but he still keeps going and then i look at myself like you know i'm very comfortable with the life i live you know very fortunate and i'm and i'm doing all these things so i can't feel bad if that makes sense like obviously as we were saying like mental health if you if you feel sad you feel sad you experience that yourself but in terms of the 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 life that i live i can't feel any sort of resentment against the life or i can't i can't afford to allow myself to get hung up on the fact that i'm struggling with things and i think a lot of people experience this like there there are always people who are worse off than you but that doesn't mean what you're experiencing experiencing is easy you know like everyone in 2020 and 2021 has had some shit thrown at them that is like potentially catastrophic and um like i moved to london i experienced some horrific things but you know no matter what you're experiencing you know that it will be okay but also don't neglect it or berate it because you think that it's not worth someone else's time there's such why it's so hard to talk about it is because you don't want to there's almost like a burden and it's like oh yeah i'm feeling sad but um i don't want to become someone's burden and also there's xyz who's got it way worse but just because someone else has got it way worse doesn't make your feelings and, and what you're going through less valid exactly but it also doesn't make your feelings um more important i think that's important to understand you know like you're experiencing bad shit everyone's experiencing bad shit we all need to help each other equally you know yeah so so i think community i think that's the thing i really think we need to approach mental health with a more of a communal attitude instead of 
everyone's just sort of fending for themselves um like that like that community doesn't i think i think is really really important but also what's so great about um like finding a creative outlet outlet is that you can find people who have the same passion as you and same community and i think that's what's so powerful about being creative is because instead of like being like oh i work as a banker you work as a banker too great we have something in common if you have a passion for banking amazing there you go perfect you can be creative in terms of like how you think about the next stocks exchanges like you can still be creative in banking like there's definitely ways you can be creative in banking but the, the great thing about creativity is that you can find say like people with the same passion and then people with the sh- like shared shared interests i think is so helpful because it means you're not going through things alone yeah but it also it's um it's really important that sense of community on a on a much bigger scale it's not just the fact that you're not going through things alone but you become part of something bigger like you become a cog in this big spinning machine that is the community and i think it's really important because it gives you purpose and it gives you a reason to exist and it gives you a reason to be there and this is another thing over lockdown um i've become very sort of i I describe myself as a sort of um existential nihilist and and not in like a sort of you know attention-seeking way like i honestly often wonder like what is the point in everything um and i think it's important to be part of something bigger so it gives you a reason i i don't uh, but no yeah no i do obviously obviously but i like being an existential nihilist because i let it feed my my work and i i like being upset with things or angry at the world because i let it fuel my work like i never i I try not to sort of ignore how i'm feeling i try to fuel my work using it but um yeah that's a very big conversation (laughs) question question on that do you like feeling like exit like you you like being an existential nihilist because it feeds your work or the fact that you are like you have these feelings and your work allows you to process them is it which like it could be both but what do you think is it because your work that your you want to feel these feelings for your work or your work is a great way of processing them no so a, a big part of it is the drama school i've joined um that's been big because like a big thing there is let things affect you um and i don't think as a society we don't let things affect us enough um so i, I when i when i'm experiencing a sort of heavy emotion i let it affect me and then i see what happens once it has run its course um but just to put it like into context around march i started um thinking you know what is the point right because like in everything and it's sort of that old question of like what is the meaning of life but i was sort of asking myself like i was looking at this chaos chaotic world around us you know people being racist people being um like abusive you know uh forest fires and rioting and and all of this awful thing trump being a dick and all of these awful things happening around us and i was thinking damn it's all kind of pointless and how how did you work through those feelings how 
I mean, I, do you still feel them? Oh yeah, all the time. I wrote them down. It's a big thing. I'm 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 writing books, so I, I write um. I write my thoughts into journals. But yeah, like this, like I talk about all sorts of ridiculous things, and I said that I'd keep it a secret. But you know, I've shown a few friends of mine. But it's it's ridiculous things. Like I I, I described love as the the linking of energies, and I think um. But it's it's all ridiculous stuff like that, like very sort of smushy wushy sort of wishy washy bollocks. But um, no, it did that that helped me a lot, and that's the thing. You have to you, you don't you don't have to actively go out and search for creative things that help you. Just start. Just do something creative. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you can make a, a, a pasta drawing, right? Or you can you just do something that isn't normal and let it affect you. Experience it and then take it from there. Look up more. We always, we're always looking down, whether it's at our phone, on the floor, at the, in the, the walls that surround us. We're always looking down. Look up. And it sounds like such an arbitrary thing, but there's a whole nother world when you look up. Go outside, look up. Instead of looking towards you or around you, look up and just sit there for, stand there for a moment and just experience everything that is going on above you. And you'll, you'll, be, you'll be introduced to this world of just crazy shit that's going on, like birds having arguments and, and tr trees whispering to each other and I don't know, like clouds like wrestling. Like you've got all these different things going on around you. You don't need to make sense of it or just experience it. And yeah, be present in the moment don't don't worry about things that you've done don't worry about things you need to do just be present in the moment and experience the world around you and something will definitely happen creatively but also it's just health yeah it is and that's the thing like just even if you're just taking a, a pencil if you're just taking a line for a walk which is basically just taking a pencil and just doing a big weird line sort of across the paper and then coloring in the shapes that you see let it affect you you know L look up look up paintings read books watch short films watch feature films watch foreign films listen to foreign music do all these things dance get just dance like nobody's watching just do crazy shit just i don't know like you know just do stuff that isn't normal for you isn't normal for the world around you break the sort of system that you've got yourself into and your life will change i love that just start it's like that like nike advert just do it just do it because you never know what's going to happen you're always going to be living with that what if this what if that and if you just start and you just see what happens it's is liberating well thank you so much for joining me for this week's podcast it's been an absolute pleasure well thank you thank you for having me